0: Today is, um, what the fuck is today? Monday, November 15th, and holy shit, is this an episode. Like, this is big. Y'all have no idea what has been going on, and this may be a longer upload, but there has been so much going on, you just don't even know like, it's gonna be huge, so y'all should stay tuned, okay? Really. So, um, it's been a minute since I posted. I was gonna upload, um, I think it was last Monday and kind of just bring everybody up to speed with what's been going on because over the weekend, last weekend, that is, not like I know today is Monday, not the weekend that just passed, like. Yesterday, the weekend before, last weekend, okay? Is everyone on the same page? Last weekend, um, the plug was closed. And so we basically had like a three day hiatus, is what I call it. <laughs> um, I knew they were going to be closed ahead of time. They called and told me they were going to be closed. Um, they don't call everyone and tell everyone that, but considering I've been there since day one, well, that's the least they could do for me, honestly. So Thursday, um, when I saw the runner, he was like, we're closing Friday and half a day Saturday. We have a kid's birthday party to go to, which was a little interesting because like originally he was like, we the birthday party, so we're going to be closed. And I was like, yeah, y'all are about to be fucked up. Like, I'm sure y'all will be hungover Saturday. So even though they had originally said they were going to open Saturday half day, I was like, y'all are going to be hungover. Like, it'll be Sunday before you guys open up again. And he was like, no, not a birthday for any adult. It's a birthday for one of the kids. Now, I really don't know how many kids each of them have. Hell, actually, um... The runner now, the girl that's always with him, I thought was his sister because that's what he always said. He's like, this is my sister. She has cancer. That's why her hair is falling out. But apparently that's not his sister. That's his old lady. Um, and then he also has a wife back up North. (laughs) So, you know, I'm not really sure anymore, but, um, it was one of the kids birthday parties. That's all I know. So I ended up picking up like three grams, which is not a lot. But it should have been enough to get me through the day and a half that they said they were going to be closed. Um, I even ended up selling the majority of what I had Friday evening because I honestly believed that Saturday they were going to be open a half day like they said, which they weren't. And I know better. I don't know why I believe them for once because we've been doing this for five years. I know anytime that they run out, it's two weeks before they get more and open shop again. And I know anytime they say they're going to be closed for one day, add another two to that one day. It's always three. And, like, that's just the equation. And, like, even my best friend Katie, like, she knows the equation. She's like, for every day they say they're closed, add another two to that. So, over the weekend, um, because I said I sold what I had on Friday, I was so sick you know, like I complain about being sick or going without, but like it's been a long time since I've been the sick. It's been since the last time they were closed for two weeks and that's been a couple months now. Um, the difference was I didn't have really any money this time. <laughs> um, Justin, my roommate didn't get paid until like Saturday afternoon. And even then after money hit his account, well, I still couldn't find any dope in Knoxville that was even worth a fuck. Like, I picked up somebody to go um, try to get something, and he had $100 that he was looking to spend. And listen, y'all, this is crazy. Like, I know that my tolerance is super high, but this person that I picked up, his is not. Like, he maybe does two points a day. So, on the scale, just so you know, that's .02 grams. So, hardly any. And he ended up spending $100 basically on like baking soda, like straight up robbed, ripped off, Um, which is how it always is. Whenever the boys are not good, everybody spends thousands of dollars with backup plugs and go to people they've never met before, and they get ripped off. They get sold baby formula, nutmeg. Um, I mean, I've seen people get sold all sawdust. (laughs) I mean, I've seen it all. So, Monday morning, they opened back up. Thank God. Everybody was ecstatic. Justin got paid Saturday, so there was $1,600 in the account. I was getting well. Like, you know, I really don't get high. Most of the time, I just like maintain. You know what I'm saying? I was like, finally, I'm getting well. And actually, my goal on Monday was to get high. I'm like, fuck it. I'm so tired of being sick. Like, I'm ready to party. So, Monday, everything was back open. Running smooth. Tuesday. They were still open. Running smooth. For the most part. The runner that's working right now. And I'm, I'm going to say this as a preface. to, So you guys understand how we got to where we are today. The, the runner that's working is young. Um, the girl that he always said was his sister. She's only 20. So when I say he's young. He's young. And. I don't think any of the people that are working right now fully understand, like, the magnitude and seriousness of the job that they are down here to do. Like, we're not talking people like they sell, like, a $10 bag of weed. I mean, they are moving 200 grams of heroin an hour. Like, that's large scale, if I can help anyone understand. Um, and the runner right now, like, he's just so young, you know, like I'll see him and he'll be like, I love this shit, Tracy. I love this shit. And like, he's all hyped up and stuff. And like, they'll drive around in their rental cars, smoking weed. And you know, they got all their friends in the back seat. you know, like they are somebody and shit. I mean, I guess they are somebody to us addicts. Yeah, we need them, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like really at the end of the day, they're just some fucking loser drug dealers feel me I don't really like the runner that's working right now He's literally held up a pill one time in front of my face he held up a Roxy 20 a Roxy 30 in front of my face and was like if you clean my toilet and bathtub I'll give this to you You know like he's really cocky really cocky Um so Tuesday they sent me to an apartment complex that I've been at plenty of times before to get served But the difference Tuesday was the leasing office, the lady working at the leasing office, like I don't know if she was management or if she was just a worker or who she was, it doesn't matter. She was an employee at the leasing office at this apartment complex. She was sitting outside on her phone smoking a cigarette and it was me and two other people, like two other vehicles waiting to get served. And... Here pulls in the runner, and he pulls right in and parks literally in the spot in front of where the lady from the leasing office is smoking. And he served three people, three cars of people, dope, sells some heroin right in front of this lady. Like, she had her phone up. Like, you could see she was typing in people's uh, license plates and stuff. Like, she was recording what was going on. And, like, he saw her and, like, just threw his head back laughing at it. Like, as of Tuesday, you know, he was just very... The runner was very cocky and and basically thought he was invincible. Like, nobody could touch him. And up until now, they've not really been in trouble with the law. I mean, they have had some hiccups with the law. But nothing like, um... Nothing like any of them have gotten any serious jail time over, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So, Wednesday. Wednesday is the big day, people. And I just want to start by saying, I don't want to say I didn't see this coming, because they are very sloppy when they work. Like, they don't care if there is a cop parked next to you. They're still going to pull up and sell you heroin. So, I'm honestly surprised it has not happened until now. But the scale of this, I I hope you guys can understand. I'm honestly surprised it's not been on national news. So, Wednesday morning, okay, they opened up, well, afternoon. They opened up shop at, like, 2 p.m. And I talked to the runner at 5.30, and he's like, Okay, Tracy, come to Westtown Mall, park at Belk, shopping outlet, you know, shopping store, Belk, B-E-L-K, Belk. Do you guys know what Belk is? It's like a (laughs) JCPenney. Um, he's like parking aisle four. Now I've been to Belk aisle four a thousand times. Um, and I'm not really sure why they meet at the mall. I guess because it's a large mall and there's a thousand cars coming and going and there's people walking around, you know, there's a lot going on. So then pulling in and serving dope is probably going to get overlooked. Does that make sense? Well, they served me They served, um, another white truck. This guy has like, um, his work utility truck. I know who he is, but I don't know his name. They served him. They served this other little kid, Tyler, like he's 20. He drives like a black Altima. And then they served this guy, Rob. Now this guy, Rob, he's been like, um, I don't want to say he's been a problem before, but like everybody knows that wherever he goes, he always speeds, like, he has pulled into an apartment complex before to get served, doing, like, a hundred with, ch- with kids out, the school bus unloading, people out there walking their dog, and he'll do a hundred miles an hour through the apartment complex, oblivious to it all. Like, that was very common knowledge, um, I guess, well, at least to the people that are working for Scooter. I know that because I've run dope for Scooter. And I've had to serve him before. And when he pulled into the apartment complex, I told him to go to, he pulled in doing like a hundred and drew attention to us meeting. And I ended up not serving him that day. So they also serve this guy, Rob, who drives a tan truck. Okay. Everything's still good. 530 in the afternoon. Okay. Rob leaves after getting served and goes to leave Town mall and gets pulled over as he leaves. I am sure it is because he was speeding. <laughs> like, I am positive that's why he got pulled over. So, let me rewind a little bit. While the runner was serving at West Town Mall, the mall has heightened security right now because it's the holiday season. We're getting ready to come up on Thanksgiving, Black Friday, and then right into Christmas. So, right now, the mall has, like, heightened mall security that sits out in the parking lot. Well, apparently the mall security noticed the runner pull up in his white rental car Jeep and serve five people, me being one of them according to the police report. So, after he served the five people he parked his car and then went into the mall and went shopping for two hours. What a fucking moron. Like, (laughs) are you serious? But thing is after he served the guy rob in the tan truck the security guards had already called the local police knoxville police to let them know that they were onto something so when rob goes to leave the mall and his tan truck flying and speeding out of there like he always does that was his excuse to get pulled over okay now apparently the runner saw him get pulled over But, you know, the runner's like, it's not me. I don't give a fuck. He was obviously doing something he shouldn't have been doing, speeding or whatever. Sucks for him. And still went into the mall shopping for two hours like nothing was wrong. Well, this rob guy gets pulled over and basically says, according to the police report, if you let me go, I will give you the tip of a lifetime. And so it starts. So he tells the local police that pulled him over. The guy that I met is my plug. He usually has hundreds of grams of heroin on him at any given time. And also also multiple guns in the vehicle with him at all times. And they are all felons with aggravated charges. So that's what he tells the police. Okay? They let him go. The police let Rob leave. Okay? They pull him over. They get the tip. And they let him go. Here comes the runner... The runner's supposed sister which is actually his girlfriend and then they have two friends in the back seat so there was four of them together in the white jeep rental car serving okay so here they come out of the mall they get in the car they go to leave and the police are waiting for them okay they go to leave and they get on the on-ramp to leave like the mall area and head towards south knoxville and they get pulled over. And they don't know anything about like what's going on. They just assume that they get pulled over, um for I don't even know what, but the cop was like, I smell weed in the car, which they were smoking a blunt. He's like, so it's probable cause to search. Which they didn't know what was going on, but the cops already knew who they were and what they were there for. So now at this point, um They are pulled out of the vehicle. There's 30 fucking cops on the on-ramp on the highway. Um, SWAT's there going through their car and shit, you know. They all end up going to jail. Um, they end up only pulling, like, 4,000 cash out of the car... And like a couple hundred grams of heroin. Now, I don't want to play that like down like a couple hundred grams. You know, like that's not what I'm trying to say. I know that they usually sell 200 grams of heroin like in a two-hour time period. So the fact that they only pulled out of the vehicle 400 grams of heroin was on the lower end compared to what they usually carry on them. So all four of them are arrested. They get taken to jail. They're charged with um, obviously all of them get, since none of them were talking or snitching on each other, they all get um, charged with the 400 grams of heroin, there was like 13 grams of weed, they throw in their paraphernalia, and um, two gun charges for the two guns in the vehicle, and they all go to jail, okay. Let's fast forward, that was at like, uh, so that I got served at 5.30, they get pulled over at like 7.30, let's fast forward to like eight. Okay, is everyone still following me? I hope so, because I'm trying to, like, explain it so that you guys understand the timeline. Um, So, let's fast forward to, like, 7.45, 8 p.m. Okay, sorry about that, you guys. I had to push, um, stop. I had to stop at the gas station and and to get um, a coffee, because over um, the weekend, last weekend, I did some meth, and where I talked so much like i guess the meth made me really talkative i literally wore a like wore into my tongue like a sore on the side of my tongue and it hurts so bad now to even talk at all so i've been drinking a lot of like i'm sorry hot coffee to to help I, i guess it's helping i don't fucking know okay so let's get back to where we were at Timeline's up to 8 p.m. Okay. Apparently, when they were getting pulled over, one of the people in the back seat had text someone else that's also here working for Scooter that wasn't in the vehicle to let them know they were getting pulled over. So, like, Scooter and his people, they, he already knew that his runner had been getting pulled over and was going to jail. But I did not. So I get a phone call from somebody who's like me that goes to see Scooter all the time and buy dope. And the only reason they call me is because they know that I've known Scooter and his people since day one, which is a little bit over five years. And so I know more than what like the normal customer would know just because I'm closer to with them. So he calls me and he's like, Hey, Tracy, I've been sitting at this apartment complex for like an hour and a half, and like I'm not in any hurry. I'll continue to sit here and wait if they're still coming, but I tried to call the runner phone, and it's going straight to voicemail, so I don't know what to do. As soon as I got that phone call, I knew something was going on. I knew it. Like, they may make make you sit there for two or three hours waiting to get served, but they will still always answer the phone. And um, when they do answer the phone, they'll be like, if you don't like it, I'll make you sit there another hour Da-da-da-da-da. you know, but at least they'll answer the phone. So when he said he had been sitting there for an hour and a half, almost two hours and no one was answering the phone, I knew right then and there something had happened. So I text um, one of scooter's people. I call him Valveda Shells. His name's Sheldon. And he likes the nickname shells, like bullet shells and casings. But I call him "Valvita shells just because I'm a foodie. He hates it, but whatever. I call Valvita. No answer. I text him. Hey, look, Brett just called me. Said that he's been sitting somewhere for an hour and a half. Nobody will answer the runner phone. I also tried to call runner phone and the runner's personal phone. No answer. I think something's going on. Just wanted to give you a heads up. Not five minutes later, they call me. Well, not so five minutes later shells calls me and he's like can you go to the apartment next to taco bell the apartment next to taco bell is basically just where they slept like there was no product kept there but he's like go to the apartment next to taco bell and pick up my brother his brother is here right now in knoxville and he is a runner he just was not working wednesday night (coughs) i'm sorry shells does work for scooter and is a runner but he is currently on his one month break so he is back up in michigan right now and i'm like is everything cool shells he's like no they got pulled over get to the apartment call me when you have my brother d in the car all right i'm all the way i'm like 45 minutes away from the apartment he's talking about but i get in the car and like i said i already knew i knew before i text him that there was something going on so now i'm in a panic Like, I'm doing 100 miles an hour to the apartment that he told me to go to. So I get there, and I pick up his brother, D, Donald, and um, I'm in the car with Donald, and he's on, face like, Apple FaceTime with Scooter. You know, like, Scooter's the head honcho. Like, he's the ringleader, right? He was in Atlanta all last week and last, like, up in, I I think he's still in Atlanta. I don't think he's back yet. (laughs) Like, he was in Atlanta last week for um, a DUI on pills he had gotten in in my rental car (laughs) when he wrecked it in Atlanta. Um, So he was in court for that. But he was on FaceTime on the phone with Dee that I had just picked up. And we were sitting at the apartment, and um, we're sitting in the car. And it was my fucking stupid-ass idea. But I say to Scooter and Dee... We need to get to the apartment, like the other apartment behind Academy. So I'll call it the Academy apartment, Academy sports. I was like, we need to get to the apartment behind Academy and get the rest of the dope out of that apartment before the cops do. Because at that point, it was just a matter of time. Like One of the people in the car, their address on their driver's license was the apartment behind Academy. So I knew the cops were coming. They were coming. SWAT was coming. They were going to go to that apartment. It was just a matter of how fast could they get a team together and get over there. And I knew we had to beat them first. And if we didn't, we were fucked. That was it. You know what I'm saying? Like, besides like Sheldon and Z, I really don't give a fuck about any of the other people in Scooter's group. I hate Scooter, I fucking hate the runner that got arrested, and really the only interest I have in this group is the fact that they're my dealer, and I need them every day to stay well and function, but I do kind of care about, like, Sheldon and Donald's freedom, but, you know, my my, my main interest in it was not the money that he was going to lose, it was, if they get all the dope, how am I going to stay well, so I'm like, okay. Scooter, we need me and Dean need to get to the apartment. And he's like, y'all are gonna have to use a hammer to break the break the doorknob. He's like, the they were the people in the car were the only ones that had uh, a key to the to the academy apartment. And he's like, y'all are gonna either have to kick in the door and break the doorknob, y'all are gonna have to literally go in, get the shit, and get out. And I was prepared to do that. I was fully prepared to do that. So me and Donald head over there. As we pull up to the Academy apartment, um, he's like, drive around the parking lot for a minute. It's, you know, let's see, let's see what's going on. So there was no, like, um. we get there at like 8 o'clock to the apartment behind Academy, and there was no, like, cops, like, that were in, like, a, a marked vehicle. It was all very quiet. But I did notice that when we pulled in, there was a black Jeep behind us that pulled in right behind us. And I knew it was an undercover like No cars here have windows that are tinted pitch black unless you're a cop. It's not legal here It's not like we live in Florida. This is Tennessee and the black jeep that pulled in behind us pulled backs into his parking spot Facing the apartment that me and Donald were going to so I already knew They were there. We were too late So I say that to Donald, I'm like, Donald, that's the cops that just pulled in behind us. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Now I didn't know if they knew that me and Donald were associated with the people that got pulled over. Like I didn't know what they did and did not know. So I'm like, Donald, listen, we're here. We can't just leave because then that'll look bad. They just came in behind us. So if we just pull right back out in a gated apartment complex, they're gonna be like, you know, what the fuck? And so I'm like, this is our story. Okay. I'm going to go up to the apartment door and knock and act like I'm there to, you know, like, 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 I don't know if somebody's home or not. I already knew that no one was at that apartment because everybody that lived in that apartment was on the highway going to jail, getting pulled over and getting put in the paddy wagon. You know, I said, we're going to stick with the story that We came over to do a wellness check because we had not heard from anybody that lived in the apartment in hours, okay? So Donald stays in the car. I walk up to the door. I knock on the door. Of course, I know no one's going to answer. There was like a note on the door from the leasing office, so I go ahead and get that, and I go back to the car. And as I'm walking back to the car, I see at least like two or three other unmarked vehicles watching the apartment and now watching me and i'm sitting there thinking this is bad like this is really bad and now i'm involved you know so i tell d and d's like you don't have anything on you do you i'm like no donald the only thing i picked up earlier was a gram so i keep the gram in my hand and i have my driver's license in my other pocket because listen guys it was that obvious that the cops were there and i knew that they were about to either stop us or something was about to happen you know what i'm saying so he's like well there's a back door they live on the lower level let's pull around to the back side of the apartment complex and since all the lights are on let's just act like we're still checking and doing a well-being check i'm like okay so i've moved the jeep my car my jeep over to another area so we can i can walk up to the back door of the apartment and knock on the back door of the apartment and still act like we're there to do a well-being check. Donald stays in the car. When I get out of the car, all I took in my hand was the one of heroin I had picked up at 530 from the runner, my cell phone, and my ID. And I get out of the vehicle and I start walking to the back door of the apartment. And about halfway through the grass area to get to the back of the apartment, here comes Swat and they were coming from every direction, and they were coming deep, I mean, probably 30 to 45 SWAT people with full riot gear on, AKs, like, big guns, bulletproof vests, you know, dressed out in black, and now they see me, well, listen, y'all, okay, I did have the one gram of heroin on me, but really, like, I was on the property, but I hadn't done anything wrong. Like, say I really was there doing, like, a well-being check because they were my friends and I hadn't heard from them. Like, say say that really genuinely was the case. Do you feel me? Okay, everyone, I know I've been working on this recording. Well, you don't know that, but I do know that. I've been working on this recording forever. Um, I'm uploading part two right now, and it is November 30th. And 9 p.m. So it's been um, quite a while since I recorded the first part of the podcast episode. But let's go ahead and finish it up because I just have so much going on with them. Like, I, I'm i really going to have to be, like, picky and choosy with what I tell you guys just because there's been so much going on. Okay, so <clears throat> last I left off, um, me and Donald were going to the apartment that they have, um, where they would keep everything, um, behind academy sports, and we were going there to try to get the rest of the dope out before SWAT got there, and we were not successful at all, (laughs) so, um, Donald's in my jeep, in my vehicle, and I have my driver's license in my hand, because I was that sure the cops were, were there for them, you know what I'm saying? Um, I have a gram of heroin I bought on me from at like five o'clock in the afternoon in my hand and my cell phone and I am walking up to the back door of the apartment and here comes SWAT and they were coming from every direction possible not just the two vehicles that I had seen they were uh, obviously throughout the whole entire apartment complex and this is like um, this is a very large apartment complex There's at least 15 buildings and each building is like three stories and has at least eight apartments on each floor. So, I mean, there's a lot, this is a very big apartment complex and they are coming in. Well, you know, see, here's the thing, like at the end of the day, like if I'm an addict or not, I'm still, um, on the other side of, of the feelings about police, like Justin, my roommate, If he was to get pulled over, like, he would respect the police officer and they would respect him because he doesn't have a record. He's never been to jail. And his experience with law enforcement is completely different than my experience as a felon with law enforcement. So as soon as I saw SWAT surrounding the building and they saw me, I started running. And I started running as fast as I fucking could. And honestly, the only reason I was running is because I knew I had to do something with the gram that was in my hand before they could get to me, and I don't know why, you know, usually when I drive around, like, I actually put, in, put up, like, either in the dash or inside of myself, nasty as it may seem, I usually have whatever drugs I have on me put up, so that I do not get a drug charge, okay, nobody wants a drug charge on the record, and somehow or another, I've avoided drug charges until this point, so I'm running and they see me running, which is not a normal reaction if you're not doing anything wrong, which at that point, I really honestly was not doing anything wrong. I hadn't gotten into the apartment like I just genuinely had knocked on the front door and was walking around to the back. So then I start running and that was all it took. They're yelling, why are you running? Why are you running? Put your hands up. Stop running. I mean, and all of a sudden the focus is like basically on me running and the other half of the focus is on them going in through the front door using force of the apartment that they were getting ready to raid. So, of course, they catch up with me and tackle me to the ground, and, you know, it's was kind of fucked up because there was a male officer that tackled me to the ground. You know, I don't know if there's, like, rules or whatnot about can a male touch you or tackle you or a female, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter because at the end of the day, like, even if it was against the law for them to tackle me or to um, sit on me, <laughs> like there's no way I'm ever going to fight that in court, or that I would ever win, just because of the simple fact I do have a record, and I am a felon, so right before they tackled me, I managed to eat the gram that I had, now it was bagged, it was bagged in like a sandwich bag and tied off, but I ate that motherfucker, I swallowed it, it was gone, and let me tell you, that really made me nervous, because I know a gram is only like 10 points, And that I do usually like a gram and a half a day of heroin. But like I do that 10 10 points or like 15 points throughout like a 24-hour time period. Does that make sense? Versus the gram I had just ate. If that bag had opened inside of me, that would have been 10 points at one time. So now, like, as they're arresting me, and I'm like, why are you arresting me? Why are you arresting me? Because, really, why the fuck are they arresting me? You know, like, what the fuck, you know? And um, they're like, you know, we're just detaining you. We want to know why you were running. Well, the whole time they're talking to me, all I'm worried about is that fucking gram that I just ate. And I was, like, sitting there thinking, you know, Tracy, you've really done it this time. Like, you've just really fucking done it. Like, look at this. Look around you right now. So I'm sitting there. When um, D was in the Jeep, my car, he saw me get tackled and he saw the SWAT coming around the apartment. So he attempted to leave in my vehicle. Yeah, that motherfucker was going to leave in my car and leave me there, bitch ass. That shit pisses me off. Um, Well, they stopped him while he was trying to leave. So they have him in handcuffs. They have me in handcuffs and um, they want to know what we're doing there. So the thing is, before we got there, me and D agreed with each other that we... If anything was to happen, we, we were going to say that we were there to do a well-being check. That we hadn't heard from anyone in the apartment all day, and that wasn't typical. We always hear from them. So we were there just to, to, just to do a well-being check. Well, things escalated quickly uh, because they recognized D from a previous drug bust last year that they had been in. It was a smaller one. It was really just kind of like they thought they were going to get the boys and didn't kind of shit, but they remembered him. So they knew him, and they knew who he was, and they knew that me and him were not there to do a well-being check. Like, they knew exactly why we were there, but they had no proof of that, right? So, um, while they're raiding the apartment, uh, they ask D where the dope is, and so he goes ahead and tells them, yeah, it's in the trash can, da 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 I guess basically trying to, like, save face and hope that maybe if he told them where it was at, they would just go right to the trash can and get it and leave. And the rest of it, which was in other places around the apartment building, wouldn't be found, which, you know, even after he told them where it was at, they still continued to go through the entire fucking apartment, of course. So um, they're questioning me and D and I asked them to separate us just because, you know, like D is one of my plugs people. And I was not about to accidentally say the wrong thing that would in the future maybe have consequences. Does that make sense? Or get me cut off because let's face it, although they are getting busted as we're speaking, you know, during this whole recording, um, they will open up shop once again. Like they will never shut Scooter and them down. So I asked to be separated and they're again asking me why I'm there. Who am I there to see? Well, it escalated. They're like, well, technically we should have you arrested because you're trespassing on property. You don't live here. You followed another car in past the um, security gates to get in here. So I just looked at the cop. I'm like, you know, if you, if you really take me to jail right now for trespassing, that's a little fucked up. Like, I understand you're here from some, for some kind of drugs or whatever, but that is not why I'm here. Or at least that's what I'm telling the cop, you know? Like, I am here genuinely just because I'm doing a well-being check on my friends I've not heard from all day. Like, I don't care what the fuck they have going on. Like, that is why I'm here. And I even tell the, the cop, I'm like, I saw you guys parked in front of the apartment. I knew that y'all cops were here. I just didn't care because I was just here doing a well-being check. Like, why should I care if you're here, if if you're not here for me? You feel me? So, I feel like that kind of worked Um, until this other guy came up to me. And, uh, well, he was with the... F-B-I. So, let's put shit in perspective now with how deep Scooter and his group have gotten. Like, this is a long way from selling weed at the government um, housing apartments to the, the FBI is the one that raided his apartment. And I'm there. <laughs> and now I'm in handcuffs. So, um, long story short, I basically find out what's going on. I guess that afternoon they had went to the mall and served a couple people, me being one of them, and where it's the holiday season and there's like extra mall security for Black Friday and and Christmas and all that, um, the mall security cops are the ones that noticed a white Jeep, aka one of the runners, Blue, throwing things back and forth between vehicles in front of the Bilk shopping, um, the Bilk store. In row four, well, one of the people in the police report is my Jeep and um, four other vehicles. Well, while the security guards at the mall were watching the runner come in and serve people, basically, they had time to um, notify the local police because Blue was there serving for hours at the mall. So they called the local police and their getup was... When one of the people that blew the runner served Rob. When he was to get served and try to pull out of the mall, they were going to stop him. And they did. Okay, so now they've stopped this guy, Rob, who is just a junkie. He's just a user. He's not like any kind of big time dealer or anything like that. He doesn't even buy a whole lot at a time. He gets pulled over when he leaves the mall. Okay. Instead of like just hearing out what the cops had to say... This guy is like, if you let me go, I'll give you the tip of a lifetime. And basically, snitches on scooter and them right then and there. Tells them about the apartment, tells them about the runners that are there, tells them what they're serving, how much they have, how much they charge. Like this guy, Rob, that got pulled over, told them everything that they needed to know. Okay? So they let Rob leave without a ticket for speeding because that was part of the deal, right? So they let Rob Lebuff out of there, and Blue the Runner said he even saw this guy Rob get pulled over. He's like, I saw him get pulled over. So for whatever reason, Blue the Runner saw him get pulled over, and then he still decided to park his vehicle with the dope in it, and then go inside and go shopping in the mall for two hours after he served everyone is beyond me. But he... Okay, guys, I'm sorry about that. <sighs> I dropped my phone in between the seats. I got out of the car to, you know, open the back door and get out of the seat. And as I'm pushing the out from underneath the seat, I notice there's a cop right behind. I don't know. Been there? And I'm honestly not doing anything wrong, so really I don't give a fuck. But you know. So, well, y'all might be live on my podcast if I get pulled over when I leave here. Anywho, so, um, where was I at? Okay, so the Rob guy, he got pulled over, right? They go in the mall. They go shopping for two hours after they served me and four other people, and Rob got pulled over. The security people come in, and they call the Knox County Police. And so now everybody's waiting for Blue the Runner. And the three people he had with him to get in their vehicles and leave the mall. And they're ready now. Like, they're ready. They've got, they pulled that guy Rob over. That guy Rob gave him the tip of a lifetime and was like, hey, this is my plug. He's got X amount of drugs on him usually. He's got X amount of guns on him usually. And uh, it, let me go. And, and I'm telling you, this is a good tip. So here comes Blue the Runner out of the apartment. Or out, I'm sorry, out of the mall. Into the vehicle. It was him and his girlfriend. And um, two people in the back seat. Which I called the apprentices. Because they were basically. Driving around with them. Like learning the ropes kind of shit. So. They come out of the mall. And. As soon as they turn out of the mall. And go to get on the highway. On ramp. They get stopped. Now they think like it's a random traffic stop. Like. Um. They have no idea, like, what's really going on, is what I'm trying to say. So, they get stopped on the highway on-ramp, and the cop is like, Hey, let me get your driver's license, da-da-da. Have y'all been smoking weed? We smell weed in here. And so, they're like, okay. So, they give him the driver's license and whatnot, and... Um, Before you know it, there's like 20 cop cars on the side of the highway, they've got the canine unit, they've got um, Blue and the runner and the other three people in the car pulled out of the vehicle, and um, they find, you know, uh, I'm trying to think, did I already tell y'all about this? It doesn't matter. So, you know, they get pulled over on the side of the highway, and they pull, like, um, I forget, 100 grams of dope out of the car and, like, 4,000 cash. But the Blue's girlfriend that was in the front seat, her driver's license had the address for the apartment on it, correct? So that is why they then turned around and went to the apartment where I was at, trying to get in and get the dope before they could when SWAT showed up. Okay. So, SWAT's there. They separate us. They try to ask us why we're there you know i get into the i get into a fight with the cops there you would call a family who could still there. And if you couldn't do that, you would call in as a well being sent to the place to of- Like, can we search your car? And I was like, you know, I cannot give you permission to search a vehicle that's not mine. Keep in mind, people, the Jeep I driver today is not mine. It is in his name. The insurance is in his name. The house is in his name. And I'm like, well, no, actually. When I was sober and did not do drugs, the drug dog always hits. Like, I don't want to say, like, I'm a conspir- conspiracy person, but come on, man. Of course, they tell the drug dog when to hit. Like, get real. How would I know any different? And I know there's probably people that are like, no, the cops don't do that. Yeah, they fucking do. <laughs> okay, cops are twisted. But not all of them are straightforward and to the T. You know what I'm saying? There are some very shady cops. I've met them. I've drove around with police officers, is- detectives, and done heroin in their vehicle as I was driving around with them. And they were on the clock. So, I'm not saying not everybody's to a and purpose and does it the all related to supposed to. Y'all know this. Come on, now. So, the drove are, no, no. Of course. <clears throat> so, I sit there helplessly as they search my vehicle. And they asked me probably 30 fucking times. So, like, is there anything in the car? You know? Anything in the car we should know about? So I'm telling them, like, to the best of my knowledge, no, there's not. Like, I can only be responsible for what I, where I was sitting, you know, and what's on my, in my bag and what's on me. I trusted that Donald didn't have anything on him because that's what he said. He said he didn't have anything on him. He didn't have a gun or any drugs. So I told the officers, no. Well, here they come, walking up to me. They're like, well, you're going to jail tonight. (laughs) what for what for fucking what am i going to jail for what are y'all talking about they pull out this fucking ten dollar bag of fucking meth are y'all serious right now who the fuck was in my car that left a ten dollar bag of meth in my car is what i was sitting there thinking but now they've got dope that just came out of my car and now they're taking me to jail god damn you know <laughs> I'm sitting there thinking Justin's car is gonna be impounded. I'm gonna go to jail. He may or may not have money to post my bond and I may or may not have a bond. I'm already out on pretrial release. Remember guys? So I say to the cops, look, can you please can I talk to someone? Can we please work this out? And you know, nobody ever wants to talk. But because they were there for such a big drug bust, they're like, oh, you want to talk, right? Uh-huh, huh you want to talk? So they take me to the back of the car, and like I said, the guy that I talked to was with the FBI, not TBI, it was the FBI. I've had people argue with me, they're like, Tracy, it couldn't have been the FBI, it had to be the TBI. It doesn't matter, BI period was there, some Bureau of Investigation was there, it doesn't matter if it's TBI or FBI, it doesn't matter. This was a serious drug bust. Do you feel me? So basically they were like, tell us what you know. And look at these pictures. Do you recognize any of these people? If you can answer these questions honestly, we'll just forget the meth thing ever happened. Well, they showed me these pictures of like eight people and I genuinely did not know who the fuck they were. Which is crazy because, you know, I know this group so inside and out. Like, I know everything they do. Like, I know where they keep it. I know their routines. I know the runners. I know their customers. I have all their customers' phone numbers. I know their real names. And the people that they were showing me in these photos, I had no idea who the fuck they were. I had no clue. Why are these cops walking around the building right now? What are they fucking doing? They just made a full circle around Weigel's. Like, what the fuck are they doing? Man, this is what I mean. Cops are sketch as fuck. You feel me? Like, they pulled in and they parked. I don't know where they parked. They're at the gas pumps, okay? That doesn't matter. But then they stop and on foot walk around the entire fucking gas station. Why would you walk behind the building unless you were trying to... Because I'm parked in the back by the dumpsters, you know? And I've been here for a minute, but fucking... I'm allowed... It's legal for me to pull over and park and do my podcast. You know, the Fuck. The cops here just have nothing better to do. So anyways, great. Okay, so long story short, they show me pictures of these people, and I don't know them. I couldn't tell you who the fuck they are, but it's nobody that I know. So I genuinely answered the questions. Like, if they would have hooked me up into, like, a, a um, like, a, a truth thing, you I genuinely would not, I would have answered the same thing. They have something that was... So, the SWAT team ended up pulling one pound of heroin out of the apartment. They pulled, like, 200 grams out of the vehicle they pulled over that day getting on the highway. They pulled, like, $80,000 cash out of the apartment. And then, on top of that, another $4,000 out of the car they pulled over that day. So, when I say, like, they got everything, like, they basically got everything. Like, the night that Blue had posted Bond, I took him to the gas station, and he didn't even have enough money to get a fucking soda. Like, talk about a rude fucking awakening. You feel me? God. So, they all ended up getting hit with um, drug charges, both weed and heroin. They ended up getting hit with gun charges, Two of them were already felons, um, and then they had, like, six guns in the apartment, two guns in, in the car. Um, they threw in there, like, a fucking paraphernalia. That's a joke, because, you know, like, just put the icing on the cake. Let's just put in a fucking paraphernalia on the list of charges. Like, how petty is that? Um, and then there was one other one. I don't remember what they got. Paraphernalia, drugs. It doesn't matter. So, everybody posted Bond, right? Three days later, they opened up shop for two days. They opened up shop for a total of eight hours, six hours on the first day and two hours on the second. Well, apparently they they had some dope that they didn't, that the police didn't get kept at another house somewhere. So they opened up shop for two days and basically called everybody and was like, everybody can come through one time. Okay. Get as much as you want we will serve as much as we have until it's gone, but then we're gonna be shut down for a couple weeks because we've gotta gotta figure some shit out, you know? We gotta figure out a new place to stay. We've gotta get new cars, new faces up here. We've gotta find a way to re-up even though the cops took 90% of our money, blah, blah, blah. Y'all know. So for the two days that they're open, check this out, y'all, okay? They met every customer only one time. And when you went, you had to get as much as you could because you knew for the next three weeks It was going to be dry. They're not going to be open. In the eight hours between the two days that they were open, they made $31,000. That's insane. Like, that's crazy. Like, that's double what my mom used to make in one year working a full-time job. For, like, a respectable company, too. Like, do you feel me? They made that in eight fucking hours. Oh, these cops are still here. There's one, two, three of them just fucking hanging out. Just fucking chilling at the gas pumps. You know, I really wish they would go. Like, it pisses me off that they're just hanging out. Like, and it pisses me off that they walked behind the building. Like to get a look at my car. Like, that really pissed me off. Like, what the fuck? You feel me? Like, what? Until I'm doing something wrong. Like, why the fuck y'all looking at me like that? Either way. So, they opened up for two days. And let me tell you how sloppy this went in two days, okay? So, the two days that they opened up, they opened up with the same phone number that they had before they got arrested. So, when they got arrested, the cops kept... Their phones, okay? Well, all they did was transfer the phone number for those phones the cops confiscated to a new phone. So they were using the same phone number, the same vehicle that got impounded, and they pulled the dope out of. They got that out of impound. We're serving out of that. And we're serving the same people at the same places as before they got hit. How sloppy is that shit? Like, seriously, how sloppy can you fucking be? Like I understand the need and the push for them to have money. Like they probably didn't have the money they needed to re-up. They didn't even have money to get a fucking soda. But God, really? Like we couldn't have put any other any other anything into place that would have been better than that. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? Like that's some shit right there. Like what the fuck? So anyway, so they opened up for two days. They made the thirty thousand and um they've been closed since. We're supposed to be opening up Thursday the 2nd, um, and we'll go from there. It's basically been a nightmare since they closed um, in regards to, like, the customers and what we've been going through. (coughs) So, um, I'm sorry. (coughs) Damn it. (coughs) You ever swallow your spit, like, and it goes down the wrong way? Does that make sense? So, okay, here's where we're at. Oh, everybody's posted Bond, you know. Um, I 1000% think that they're being watched. If you do not think that they're being watched, sorry if I lose any viewers when I say this, but you're a fucking idiot. Of course they're being watched. A pound of heroin? (laughs) Huh. The feds have not picked this up yet, but they will. For sure. be dumb to think that they're not. Um I and mean, Y'all, honestly, I'm scared shitless. Like, and I should be. Um, like I said, if if you really don't think that they're being watched, you're fucking stupid. Of course they're being watched. I'm sure somebody somewhere is watching every move that they make. Um, I don't know. You know, it's hard as an addict because the, the normal part of me, quote unquote normal, uh, common sense... Tracy is like, don't do it. You know, they're being watched. You're setting yourself up for failure. Like you're going to get hemmed up. You're going in too deep. You're in over your head. Who's going to post your bond? Like you'll do life. You know, there was a lot of times where when I would drive him around, anytime we had dope in the car, we had a hundred grams of heroin on us at any time. We were selling a hundred grams of heroin in an hour. Do y'all like, can y'all wrap your head around that? Like, the the huge scale of that. I know anything over 7 grams of heroin is a felony. No less 100. I have no idea what the penalties for that would be. Um, I do know that, like, I expressed to Shells on the phone today that I am scared shitless to run with him. Um, And he's scared too. And I think that's why he wants to team up. Because me and him do not run. Or work the same way that blue the runner that got caught works or runs Um, blue just is very careless he's only in it for the money which of course everybody's in it for the money but like he's careless and in it for the money to the point where he's sloppy okay apparently blue saw that guy rob get pulled over and still decided to park and go into the mall and go shopping for two hours like if you know you just served that guy heroin and then you see him get pulled over why would you just park your car and go on about your business not a hundred feet away from him like nothing was wrong but you know what i'm saying and then to like reopen even just for eight hours but to Reopen three days after everyone has posted bond and served people out of the same vehicle that you guys got busted in and that was impounded using the same phone number that the police confiscated. Like, that's just sloppy, okay? Like, that's just fucking so idiotic, stupid. I've never seen anything like this in my life. Um, and, you know, Shells is very smart. Like, we pulled in one time to serve people, and it was like 8 o'clock at night. It was dark out already. Um, but when we pulled in... There was a car that was getting a jump start in the parking lot. And I didn't know them. I don't think Shells knew them or the person that was jumping that vehicle off. But as soon as we pulled in, Shells was like, "Pull out." I'm like, "What?" He's like, "Go. We're not serving anyone here." And I'm like, "What? What is your deal, dude?" He's like, "Those people getting a jump start?" And I said, "What about them?" He goes, "That's why we're not serving anyone here." So like at first, I got aggravated, like, I thought he was just being paranoid, like, those people are just getting a jump start. like, they have no idea who we are, they don't know anything about us, but you know what, like, I feel like his paranoia is what kept both me and him out of trouble, like, he's right, how do I not know that those aren't police, you feel me, it's not far-fetched, y'all, it's not, if they were being watched, Beforehand, which we don't know for certain that they weren't. Um, it may seem on paper like they just got lucky, lucky and pulled over this guy Rob, who who gave them all the information that they needed. It may seem like that on the forefront, but that may not be it. They may have been being watched the whole entire time. You know? I don't know. So that's Thursday. Basically, for the last two and a half weeks since they've been closed it's been chaos and mayhem everybody's sick nothing out there on the streets is even comparable to the strength of the dope that scooter was serving um for about the first week and a half after they got hit i was so sick i was in the bed like it didn't matter how much dope i bought on the streets nothing was strong enough to keep me well and so basically for like the first week and a half i laid in bed detoxing i'm a lot better now um and I am going to a different plug right now I do go through them every day but I have to have stupid ass Katie and Grayson's boyfriend come with me to get it which I I don't have a problem with Katie you know she's my best friend but fucking stupid ass Grayson well he's my snitch he's the one that called the cops on me and he's the reason why I'm on pre-trial release right now so I don't trust him at all you know but I get it's her boyfriend and where she goes he goes kind of shit you know But I've been going through another plug. I've been paying the same price as what I was paying through Scooter. And honestly, it's like, it looks just like Scooter's dope. It's just not as strong, you know. Um, But now it's strong to mean that my tolerance is down, you know. But getting my tolerance down was a uh, a motherfucker. Um, So that's Thursday. Um, Everybody else, I don't know what everybody else is doing. All of Scooter's customers. I know a lot of them are out there buying shit that's not even heroin. You know, they're buying baby powder, uh, fucking sawdust, whatever else you can think. Um, they're getting robbed left and right. A lot of people are sick all the time. People are having a hard time finding a backup plug. I mean, it's, it's been shitty. And, you know, like, it's not just the addicts that are affected. Um, like, it's the addict's family and, and their friends, immediate family and friends that are affected, you know? Like, when I was sick, Justin was affected because I couldn't work, I couldn't clean the house, I couldn't contribute to the household in any way, shape, or form, and then also he was having to come out of pocket money just so I could stay well, you know what I mean, and, um... you know and it involves him too like even where I was at the apartment with D the night SWAT came in like that directly could have affected Justin in so many ways even if I would have went to jail he absolutely would have suffered some kind of repercussions for my consequences even if it was just the car getting impounded you know so it's just been a lot I don't know here I am, going to start running for them on Thursday, knowing who and well that they want, and knowing the shit I'm about to get myself into, in over my head, and the stupid asking. sides of the story. You know what I mean? Like addicts aren't just we don't just do whatever. Like we see things for how they really are. We're not delusional or delirious and we
1: know our fault, our flaws and we know our addiction inside and out and I just want to show
0: share- you guys if at all possible and like i said i'm so sorry for this long podcast but maybe it makes up for um not uploading anything during the month of november but um for you guys that continue to come back and check in and continue to listen to my podcast i appreciate and love you guys more than you would ever you could ever know um just listening if you agree with me or not the fact that anyone is taking the time out of their day to listen to me talk It's just so amazing to me and I have so much respect for you guys and appreciation for you guys And I hope that that kind of makes sense. I don't know. I'm high right now. Does that make sense? (laughs) Um, and I listen I will check in with you guys probably this weekend and if you don't hear from me I'm sure I will be in jail. Like I'm not being funny. I'm being serious because keep in mind Thursday I'm supposed to start running for them but, you know, I'll, I'll keep it in touch with you guys. I'll keep uploading to the best of my ability. And thank you guys for being patient with my uploads. And I will see you guys next one.